In a time of social distancing and isolation, what does a specialist tackling and contact skills coach do? To avoid completing all those mundane household chores. He, of course, makes a podcast. Welcome to Malcolm Banks Tackles and Takedowns, the podcast. Welcome again to the podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Bangs. On this episode, I get to chat with a guy who loves a good tackle almost as much as I do. He holds the record in the VFL for the most tackles in one game. I am speaking of Geelong AFL footballer, Tom Atkins. Enjoy the chat. Tommy Atkins, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Bangs. How are you, mate? Very well. How are you surviving the isolation? Yeah, loving it so far, actually. Um... No, I've been uh, very lucky that uh, my partner and we've just bought a new dog as well. So um, we're all at home and um, yeah, just enjoying a bit of each each other's company at the moment. Awesome. Haven't got on our, each other's nerves yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what sort of what sort of dog do you have? Oh, we just bought like a, a little retriever, um, golden retriever girl. Yep. Um, so yeah, Peggy's her name. She's about twelve weeks now. So fantastic. Keeps us busy. Yep. And what was your partner's name? Laura. Laura. I'm glad to hear no one's getting on anyone's nerves just yet. Yeah. How's it going in your house? Yeah, look, it's, it's very quiet. Um, you know, with footy shutting down completely. Um, it was, yeah, I've just, I've got two kids at home and we're just hanging out. I'm trying to introduce them to a few, uh, a few old things. Considering my age, I've sort of my yeah. son. Yes, they, he started a little bit of interest into Star Wars, so I've I've shown him the the two fir- the first two movies. We're going to go through the third okay. fairly soon. Little things like that. So yeah, yeah. yourself, you just yeah, uh, yeah, not up to much. Um, just there's a few chores and stuff around the house that we're doing, and um, yeah, just trying to keep busy. Really, yep. um, mainly just sticking to the training program. Um, that sort of takes up a little bit of time, and then, yep. um, yeah. But to be honest, right, not a whole heap. Yeah, seeing the family every now and then, like mum and dad. But yep. other than that, not really seeing anyone. Yeah, so. I think um that that was weird. that was my next question in relation to this. Like massive build up, obviously for preseason and for this year for me personally, it was probably the most amount of time I've spent um, at yep. at Geelong um, yep. over the preseason. And yeah, yeah. and then just to just to all of a sudden, just that last Sunday, my that was the Saturday for me. So Saturday the fourteenth of March. That last um, that was my last session with you guys before they just shut everything down from from an external and a consultancy perspective. Um, when you look at all of that, one game in, how how are you maintaining the level that the club put you to and trying to keep that fitness up? given what you're doing at the moment. Obviously, we don't want to... If there's any secrets and stuff like that, we don't want to share that with, with anyone. But but just yeah. an, an idea on trying to keep that base that, that, that's yeah. already been already been achieved to a point. Um, to be honest, the first sort of week or so, I found it um, just sort of business as usual. Like, um, just kept kept training and it was just sort of like, oh, you know, um, we're doing the same stuff, but we're just at home or, and by ourselves. Um, but it's sort of been this week where I've really sort of just hit that, oh, well, we're not going to play for the next couple of months, pretty yeah. much. Um, so, you know, why am I actually doing this? But yeah. um, 
So it's, I, I honestly haven't really struggled with it at all until probably the start of this week. And, um, you know, I spoke to my old man about it um, and he sort of said that, and the club's um, promoted this as well, that it's more about just um, fitness and well-being rather than training for the end goal, yeah. um, which is obviously to be ready to play AFL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the moment it's more just to get that mental release, I guess, Um from being yeah cooped up in the house um, and yeah just getting rid of a bit of a bit of stress um, and and trying to enjoy the physical activity that you're doing rather than um, you know having having too much of a of a tough session or, or whatever that you feel um, crap for the next day or yep. or whatever whatever happens but um no I've sort of I've had two sessions since um, the start of this week with running and um, yeah I felt felt fine just um just followed the program and um i like it when it's when it's nice and structured um then you can sort of you know you don't really have to think about it too much you just sort of rock up and and uh yeah get it done absolutely i've i've been racking my brain to try and figure out how to how to promote and how to do non-contact tackling stuff and it yeah. just it just doesn't work from a from a grappler's yeah. perspective and from a, like yeah. a boxer's perspective. I'm not a boxer, but you, you know most people would liken it to shadow boxing and stuff like that. From a grappler's perspective, yeah. we do a lot of, or from a judo perspective specifically, we do what's called uchikomi, which is um, getting the the set movements right, and you can do it with or without a partner. It's just just sort of getting your your stuff. And from a really bad vernacular from anyone out there that's ever seen karate kid or anything like that where they stand yeah. there and, and punch air and things like that very similar yeah. and i was umming and ahhing about trying to create a system of tackling like that and all i could think of was like nah no one's gonna do it no one <laughs> no one will do it they will prefer to just yeah. kick a footy and do that yeah. so i've sort of unfortunately i don't like admitting defeat very often i sort of sat down for a day and thought how can i forward this through and then i just went yeah i'll forget about that I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's gonna get picked up by any stretch of the imagination. But it's definitely one of the things that we're like probably gonna miss out on the most is that tackling um, repetition, yep. the, the body stuff. So um, I've actually we're allowed to train with one other person at the moment. So I've been doing a little bit of that stuff. I just did it with Dad the other day, just um, just to feel body on body. But um, yeah, it's something we're definitely gonna have to get a bit get a bit into ourselves before the round one goes back absolutely i think um that, that that's going to be that foreign aspect to it and what what you hope from it from an external perspective and i'm sure it's the same with with everyone you just hope that the amount of stuff that we covered over pre-season prior to everything mm-hmm. shutting down sort of stays there a little bit in the muscle memory yeah. aspect so yeah i i want to touch on a couple of things specifically with you about resilience and, and things like that so you started with the with the VFL boys in was it twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen? Yep. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Did my you? First year. Yeah. Did you play tack? Nah, no, I um I did until about under fifteen. Yep. Um, and then I was I went to a couple of pre seasons with the Falcons and um, yeah, it just didn't work out. Um, I just yeah probably wasn't up to scratch and um, a few other things happened so yep. I just went back and played at my um. Um, we play on weekends in the APS, and then um, I played with Joey's as well. Yeah, who'd you, who'd you play for? Who'd you play for at school? What school? Uh, I was at Geelong College. Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. So we, yeah, I loved playing footy there. It was great. With all your mates and that. S- something about school footy. Something about mm. that sort of aspect where yeah, I, 
yeah. from, a, from a school rugby perspective for me it was yeah something that some of the best formative years of my life playing with guys yeah. that I absolutely um, to this day love and adore so yeah yeah I think the reason that I sort of wanted to speak to you on multiple things is is that story didn't play 18s tack played VFL for a number of years captain the club two best and fairest um, and just kept rolling with the punches had a heap of offers externally to move on and and just sort of just consistently did the same thing um you know over and over and over and over again and i i started at the club in 2017 i over time heard your name and we'll talk about the 26 tackles game a little bit later um but but just things like that about your goal was to play afl how did you go about getting that process right and being patient and not necessarily getting uh, you know not throwing everything away not you know those testing times how did you get through them yeah, it's interesting when you, when you say my goal was to play AFL. Um, I guess in some in some aspects it was, but I kept things pretty realistic um, throughout the whole thing. I I definitely when I first got to VFL, I was I, I knew that I was not gonna I was not an AFL football, and I wasn't um, I was nowhere near at that level or at the level that other kids my age that were getting drafted were yep. um, at the time, um, and I sort of carried that through. You know, probably right up until maybe um, the 2016 draft when I um, just missed out. That was probably um, the point where... Actually, sorry, I might be getting off facts wrong. It might be the 2017 draft. Yep. Um, no, sorry, I'm right. 2016 draft. Um, that was sort of where I just missed out. That was sort of like, all right, well, maybe you actually could could potentially get onto a list. It was, it was always going to be Geelong that I'd... You know, I'd spoken to one or two other clubs and um, it was very much me coming in to be a role player. So yep. I never really had any grand ideas about where my football career was going. And um, I think that probably helped a little bit to just remain, um, I guess, a, a little bit level-headed um, and, and roll with the punches a bit um, with what happened sort of you yep. know, over my VFL career. But, um, you know... I just I just love playing VFL and I, I always wanted to play the highest level. That's sort of something Dad said. He just said, just try and play the highest level that's available to you. And um, at the time it was VFL. Oh, sorry, when I was when I was eighteen, it was GFL. Yep. Um, and then it became VFL. And then as I started to play right in the VFL, it became AFL. So um, yeah, I never really got too far um, ahead, or I hope I didn't anyway. Um, yep. But. Yeah, that was probably probably just trying to keep things in perspective and, and not getting the hopes up too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I really I, I hate um, letting people down, um, and I think a good way of not letting people down is to keep their expectations low. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I sort of just tried to downplay um, myself as much as I could, and then um, even to myself, um, just downplay where I was at. And you know, if I if I ended up doing well, then it was. You know, um, just a bonus. So. Yeah, I'd look at that in a different way in relation to not downplaying it. But it just sounded like you had a plan. It's amazing how I've been involved at prior to turning up at Geelong in seventeen. Prior to that, I was I've been involved in NAB League Tat Cup since twenty ten, and um, and before that, just a little stint as a consultant at Western Bulldogs in 09 and ten, and. Yeah a heap of other footy with, you know, local clubs and everything. But from a, from a NAB league perspective and from a junior's perspective, kids will turn around and say, what do you want to do? I want to play AFL. 
great. How are you going to do that? Yeah. Train hard. Hang on a second, yeah. mate. That's not how it works. You have to have yeah. steps. You have to have short-term, short-term, long-term goals. Not, you know, not necessarily does it sound like you had a full long-term goal, but I love the way that you've, you've explained it in a different mindset to what I said. Be the best at the level that you are because then it will take you to that next level. So like you say, so um, John Footy League, then into VFL, then up and then through great analogy and something i think for hopefully people that will listen to this podcast and are juniors and are thinking about how it works it isn't yes you can dream it but you've got to have the ways and means if that's what it makes sense you must have the ways and means about it and take those small steps more than anything else so i wouldn't say lower your expectations (laughs) yeah but you are yeah i was was always a role player really um and I still am very much yep. so. Um, you know, all, all all through my senior footy career, I've just been one of those um, players that is, um, you know, just sort of fulfilled a role in the team. And and then you know, I got a bit fortunate that the the AFL needed, um, you know, needed that tackling pressure and stuff. Which, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you d- you definitely can. You need to work hard and all that stuff, but you need to get a bit lucky as well. Um, and I, I certainly got lucky with that. That's that- good. Absolutely, and and look, I revert that, and I love that word luck. People get a bit frustrated with it, but I, I love yeah. it. I was very very lucky. I I got into this business through a phone call from a mate who was doing a refurb at the Western Bulldogs. Overheard someone speaking about a tackle coach and some tackling. Rang my mate and said, "Mate, do you reckon Mal could do this?" He's like, "Ronnie, he's in a heartbeat. He can do that." Rang me, yeah. and the next thing you know, I'm here. Now, the luck opened the door, but then it's what you do after that yeah. that, that keeps that door open. And, and, and I reckon from a, a, an explanation in relation to that, and it serves for you, um, and maybe come back to the VFL in a second, but you, know, you get drafted as a rookie and you yeah. play, was it 22, 23 games last year? Uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah. yeah I can't, I can't so you, yeah. you played pretty much most of the season. All right. So, yeah, as you say, in inverted commas, yeah, luck, you know, I got lucky. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, maybe you did. But look at what you've done after that. You've kept that door open in relation to what you do and how you do it. Mm. So, um, you know, how did you find that from a difference? Just look at training, the training aspect. So coming into coming into your first 2019 preseason um, with AFL as opposed to VFL, what were the differences for you? Think back now, it's definitely just the, the long sessions. Um, not not having to work was a massive one. That yeah. was um, a big difference for me. Just yeah, it was sort of a bit surreal the first couple of months. It was just sort of hard to believe that I'd actually um, reached reached where I wanted to go, and I was now um, playing footy and training for a job. Um, so. Yeah, definitely the the length of training, um, the weight sessions, they they were a big standout. But um, yeah, the lifestyle as well it was just um, you know it was just so good to be able to go in and and train all day and be just around um, you know 40, 40 blokes that are all similar age and yeah it was just great fun. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing that stood out. Um, I did like I loved I loved the VFL and footy used to be sort of the highlight of my day that I finish work and then get to go to training and, and see everyone and now it's sort of become the focal point of my day so yeah. um, it was just a 
yeah, a bit, bit surreal those first couple of months. What did you do? What did you do beforehand? What were you? What was your occupation? Um, I was at uni for a long time, for yep. four years. Um, what were you studying? I just, oh, I started um, commerce and law, um, and I quickly realised I was no good at law, so I dropped <laughs> that and um, finished off commerce as um, with an accounting major. Yep. Um, and I've been working um, at a winery for the first sort of half of my degree, and then I uh, job opportunity opened up in superannuation right. um, auditing. So I just went um, and worked the last sort of couple of years of my degree yep. as an auditor. Yeah, but um, that was good fun. That, yeah, like I said, I, I just enjoyed. I never really got too upset with everything. I just enjoyed what was happening in my life at the time. Um, you know, I was pretty lucky that I got sort of up until I was 23 to enjoy um, going to those parties and stuff with my mates. And, yeah. And hanging out and not having the stresses of trying to become an AFL player. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's some serious stresses there. There are some serious stresses in there. Absolutely. Oh, and, sure. And, unless, uh, and, and I'd have no idea. I'm not, I, one of the standouts for me, I think, um, would have been 2018. Um, the, the boys got bundled out in the finals. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, v, and the VFL was still going. Yeah. And I think all the boys were scattered around Northport Oval watching the game. And I was walking past, I was having a chat with someone, I can't remember, and I'm not going to name any of the players because I just, I don't think it's fair. Yeah. But they've all of a sudden, they've finished their, um, they've finished their season. And there was a couple of boys standing behind, you know, you know the food truck, for anyone that has been to Northport yeah. Oval, the food truck area, a couple of the boys are just standing behind having a, having a pie, behind it, <laughs> hiding, hiding away. Yeah. And I remember I like looked and I went sprung and they went mal and I just like I looked and and, and they just said well, you just can't do it anymore because someone will take a yeah. snap or someone will do this. I'm thinking you're having a you're having a pie like most people yeah. do at the footy, but because you're an AFL guy and yesterday unfortunately you, you know you didn't do as well as you were hoping to. You 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 know you've got to go and hide the fact that you want to go and enjoy a pie at a VFL game. Yeah. Because of the worry, and yeah, the the pressure, the pressure is pretty hard for you lot. It really is. It really is. So yeah, uh, yeah it's just part of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, especially on, I think I think for young young people coming in, um, the pressure's probably a, probably a lot harder for them. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the whole pie thing—that's just the the day and age we live in, isn't it? It um, is. You, know, you sort of can't can't really go anywhere without um, being too careful of who's watching. And, I could um, I could sort of understand it if it was their tenth pie and they didn't work, <laughs> but yeah. but like yeah, no, I, I absolutely my heart went out to them, and it, it sort of was a little bit of an eye opener for me because I like it was my second yeah. year at the club and I'd started to create relationships with guys and, and got to know them a little bit personally and it was actually quite disheartening but yeah it, it is it is difficult not but i'm it's a great way to look at it and i've got to admit you are a very level-headed person sometimes mate. sometimes sometimes <laughs> what you, you say maybe <laughs> it's still waters run deep is that what you're saying yeah. <laughs> um so coming back you, you were talking about playing a role in relation to that when you were playing for when you're playing for john vfl if my Info is correct. You you in the mids? Uh, to, yeah, towards the end of my um, stint there, was early days. I was just a similar role that I'm playing in the AFL now. Yep. I was um, uh, like a pressure forward type, high half forward. Mm. 
and then and then bang in you come to AFL and you're pressure forward, high half forward, and doing really well at it. And then there was you know the, it seemed to be. Did you play mid round one? Did you play in the mids? Uh, you... No, I. No, I played um, in the midfield for the Gold Coast practice match, yep. but um, yeah, that was purely just I'd been training there for the preseason yeah. um, because Joel and Mitch, um, yeah, were just uh, weren't training in that, so yep. spot opened up. But um, yeah, quickly as soon as they come back, forward <laughs> line. <laughs> What's your favourite posse? If if they turn around to you and said, "Name it," where where do you want to play? Where would you yeah, play? It's, yeah, it's interesting. I, I probably feel more comfortable in the midfield, yep. um, but. I really enjoyed playing in the forward line last year, um, the group that we had, and um, I love being able to um, fulfil that role. Um, it's probably something I'm a little bit better at is that pressure role. Yep. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm nowhere near an AFL midfielder at the moment, um, but it's definitely like um, playing in the midfield um, Yeah, is probably the role that I um, feel most comfortable in. Yeah. I think... The- just going back, last last one for for the VFL slash AFL comparison. Yep. Your first game, it was Collingwood, wasn't it? It was round one. Do we play Collingwood yep. in round one? Yep. Yeah, Friday night. Yep. Yep. Um, so walking out into that at the G, how'd you feel? How'd you feel just going out there? Yeah, yeah. Again, it was just surreal. The whole the whole build up to it, and um, you know, we had such a long sort of pre-season and it was just hard to believe that it had all sort of come around and um, I'd actually never been on the MCG um, before as well so wow. it sort of everything was just sort of happening at once and um, just walking around before the game um, I just couldn't believe how small you felt on the ground yeah. um, you've got those, the big stands up around you and you feel like you're in just the deepest bowl yep. um, and you're just this tiny little figure um, and then yeah it was it was great. I, I loved it. Um, obviously, we had a great win, um, which makes things a lot better. And um, you know, I was able to share it with um, you know some great great boys as well. That Dal and Gary getting their first win for the club, and then yep. um, Chuka Clarkie and um, there's one other debut that I'm forgetting. Brian, yeah, I think. Mm. No, it was. It was, and that was the thing. I think, yeah, there was a lot of young talent in there at that stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, really, yeah, spoken about it a fair bit. Um, took a bit of a gamble in that round one, and um, yeah, glad it, it paid off for us. Well, it paid up big dividends, in, in all honesty, mm. with, with how many of you guys ended up playing a heap of, a heap of the season. Yeah. So, um, what was your comparison with VFL and AFL? Yeah. Faster, harder, stronger, less time around the ball. What 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 were your what did you what did you think going home? If you yeah, thought anything, definitely, yes, yeah, definitely the um, all the above. Everything you mentioned, um, it's, yeah, they're all the obvious things. Probably the one that stood out to me was um, just the margin for error. Um, yeah, how quickly the ball sort of just went the other way if you made a mistake. And um, I think I made made a, um, a couple of early mistakes, and um, you know, before I knew it, the ball was up the other end, and they and Collingwood kicked goal. So it was just sort of. Um, yeah, it, was, it just sort of gave you a bit of a shock that, um, you know, you can't, you don't really have a chance to, to make those errors um, that you might have been able to get away with in the VFL. Yeah. Because um, everyone's just too good. Um, they're all just at such a high standard. So you've sort of got to um, get to that level. So I think um, 
the the one thing that stands out for me, and I just want to quickly talk about that twenty six tackling day because I I think I came in, I think I came in for a, it was either a week after or it was the week of, and a couple of coaches were like, oh, did you hear about? I think Shane, so so Cheese had actually said something to me about oh, you know, twenty six tackles, da da da. I was like, oh, you know, like, it was like really like this is the, when you're when you're just a tackling coach. And you're not a skills coach. All I worry about is tackling. All I worry about is who's going to put yeah. put it together and all that sort of stuff. So I was like wrapped. And then fast forward that to after you actually got selected. Whenever I bump into maybe a Lloydie or someone like that, I remember Lloydie, it was uh, Fogs the first year when he got drafted. He came up to me and he goes, oh, look, we got Lockie Fogarty. And I was like, yeah, I knew of Fogs because of my 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 uh, my roles at, at tack level, and yep. and then all this and then with you, it's like oh we've we've just picked up the, and I was like fantastic. Like th- these are the things yeah. that I I relish, you know. And then like Luke yep. Luke Dalhouse coming in, guys that want it, guys that actually want it more than anything else. And um, those twenty six tackles. What what was the best part about that? Was there a number? Was there one tackle that sticks out? You are a pressure player, and you love your you love the contact aspect of the game. Yeah. Why? Like, if there's um, a, if, is there a reason why? And what 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 urges you to do it more and more? Yeah. Um, well, with the, the the actual game itself, um, probably required was was more of the catalyst for the tackles than anything. Um, it was just a. I think I was just having a normal game. It's um, you know, and I'd had sort of about 10, 10 or so tackles. And then in the last quarter, it was really like a... It was just a... We just had to get stoppage after stoppage. I think, um, yeah. like, within in the last 10 minutes or so, um, we, we might have been up by a goal or less than a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need... It just... The situation just required it, that yep. we needed so many tackles. And um, that's that's all that happened, really. Um, the best part of that game was that we actually won. Yep. I think we ended up um, managing to slow them down and... Um, you know they were a good team. We were making a really good um, a good run at finals that year. We had three had to win the last three games in a row. So, yep. um, you know that was the second last game of the year, and and to get that win was yeah it was unreal. But um, to answer your second question, um, I'm not too sure to be honest why why I enjoy tackling so much. I think um, maybe I, I've always. I used to say, I like jokes that I was just always second in the ball and that's why I had so many tackles. But I think it's definitely true um, to, a, to a certain extent that um, I probably don't... I tend to switch off in attack. I don't... Um, Cheese is always getting into me. He says that I, I um, cost myself a lot of easy ball because um, as soon as the defensive part's over, I just sort of get on my haunches and try and get my breath back, yeah. um, which... Yeah, which I'm not really sure where the mindset has come from, but um, I think it's just sort of built from when I was uh, when I first got to the VFL. That was my role. I was a pressure high yeah. up forward, and uh, when I went into the midfield, um, I just yeah, I just found that if I if I was chasing after blokes and I tackled them, then um, it probably gave me the best chance to get the ball because yeah. I wasn't really that good at finding it off my own back. And I did, yeah, I really did enjoy um, getting a good defensive stop, probably more so than kicking a goal or something like that. Yeah. I, I, that's the thing that I try and draw, like, when I'm teaching tackling it, 
junior clubs and stuff like that. You know, kids just want to kick the footy. They really do. And then sometimes you sort of say to them, okay, like, you remember that one tackle that you got? And you watch these big grins come out of their face. And it's like, that, that, as sweet yeah. as that ball can come off your foot, which I rarely know because you've seen me kick. But um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've had it maybe once or twice. And that's the, that's the feeling that I chase to get that kick. From a tackling perspective, that's exactly the same thing. There is nothing better than yeah. that, just that sweet, perfect tackle that just, yeah. whether it results in a stoppage or it results in a free... It just, yeah, it's just for me, it's something and, and trying to find people to embrace that and then learn from it and understand that um, from a one-on-one situation in a tackling perspective, you will miss tackles. And and I think from an AFL perspective, people people get worried about, well, what if I miss? Yeah, what if you don't? What if you don't? And and it's that risk and, and it's risk versus reward, but it's an interesting that the risk that we worry about in game covers or goes back into training and people get worried when they're doing um, scratch matches or you know full ground or whatever that oh, I won't oh, I don't want to get stepped by so and so yeah. for me as a coach I want you to because what's going to happen is slowly but surely you're going to get your range right um, as mentioned before I play rugby like I played rugby as a kid and we were bred we were bred to hate AFL we were told it was this, that, and the other, and, ah, oh, they can't tackle, and they don't have this, and they don't have that. And I'm going on the record, and I've actually said this once before um, at a, a couple of clubs, actually, but I'm going on the record now. Coming into this as a tackling coach that had played rugby union, AFL is the hardest the hardest competition or sport in the world that is a ball sport to tackle in that I know of. Because wow. there's no... Because there's no offside... 360 yeah. degrees. You can hand pass yeah. or kick at any time. To Specifically in open play. It is so hard yeah. to do. It is so hard to do. You can't push in the back. So from a rugby perspective on a chase down, you've got to be careful on that as well. It is the hardest yeah. game in the world to actually tackle. It, the game is not built for tackling. So when people sure. get frustrated that they're going to miss one, absolutely. The whole idea about this is making sure that your efficiency is right. And the last part for me, more than anything else, is that we, we get past this attitude. It's about creating stoppages. Too many times from a junior perspective, I'll go to clubs and they're like, oh, yeah, but I won't get a free kick for it. Yeah, but they don't have the footy at this point in time. It's going back to a 50-50. So, yeah. so the, the, the beauty that I have about this, if you get a tackle in AFL, if you honestly get a good tackle in AFL, you pat yourself on the back and move on because it's too it's too hard rugby league they're running straight at you rugby union they're running straight at you the only the closest it becomes from a rug for for rugby versus afl in a tackling concept is when a rugby player breaks the line and runs through because now they can be attacked if there are people in front the, the fullback can take from the front and the chasing players can take from behind or the side but they absolutely and that's the other part too that everyone forgets. You can't tackle below the knees. Um, and that, that's why I love it so much, specifically. And I love working with guys that do embrace it and want it more than anything else. And that's, that's half the mindset more than anything else, I think, from, from our perspective. Um, that's pretty much about, enough about footy, I reckon. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, not fast. Though. Not fast. You're, you're running the show. Not fast. <laughs> so I'm going to just start, start firing a few questions at you. What are your three favourite movies? Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, I like this. Uh, 
So uh, my favourite movie of all time is Goodfellas. I don't know if you've seen that one. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, I reckon I've watched that probably six or seven times. doesn't get gets old. Right. Um, second would have to be Seven. I don't know if you've seen yep. that with Morgan, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, you can really sort of throw a blanket over the others, but um, I do like probably Pulp Fiction or yep. Tarantino, maybe. Yep. Um, one of those ones. Three favourite bands or singers? Uh, yep, another good one. Um, I love uh, Angus and Julia Stone. They're probably my number one. Um, and then uh, if you can go, Angus has gone off by himself with the Dope Lemon stuff. Um, second, maybe uh, Paul Kelly. Um, yep. Love his work. And then maybe like Pink Floyd or... Oh, actually, I've forgotten the Rolling Stones. They're probably um, probably close close second to Angus and Julia. Yeah. Very good. That's good. Good four there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. What are you watching right now? So what's what's uh, what's been watched? Um, I'm currently finishing off season two of the Ozarks. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, right. It's on Netflix, just similar to Breaking Bad type um, TV series. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I've got a couple other things going. And then uh, my girlfriend uh, on a Woody Woody Allen um, movie, um, just theme at the moment. So we've right. watched about three of his movies, and we're just going to keep moving through them. Yep, that's cool. That's really cool. I like that. That's a very good one. I just I'm just liking the fact that you're just going through themes of movies. That's really cool. Yeah. One, oh, that's cool. I like it. I like hard, it. Um, it's hard for me and this is to find common ground on movies. So once we find a person that we like, we just try and stick with them for a bit. I, I feel your pain, mate. I feel your pain. Yeah. Like, trust me. You're not much uh, of a sports buff. Uh, no, no, no. My, my sport. No, she is massively into sport. She like she'll. Oh, I'll yeah. come home. I'll come home and she'll be watching. I remember this years ago. She was watching the Steel Chainsaw lumberjack games or something i like looked and i went now nah, you're <laughs> seriously taken that's just ridiculous and no 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 but like just in relation to certain certain movies and stuff like that she likes you know yeah. rom-coms and stuff like this so I've, we've had a couple of good hits lately with um what do we see um the way back with ben affleck the yeah. basketball movie about the, the the coach who had a bit of a drinking problem and then tried to find his way back with coaching with a with a high school side um and also yep. to uh ford versus ferrari we had oh, a couple yeah. we had a couple of hits with that that was a re- that was a really really good film so what is your guilty pleasure Ooh, um yeah it's probably not good for all the young listeners but um i do love a beer and craft beer as well so any any sort of um any sort of different IPA, um, being, um, the old man. Yep. So love trying, of course, out of season. <laughs> yes. No, and that's, that's and, and not to, not to excess no. as well. So with that, just specifically from a craft IPA perspective, just really into the IPAs or just, Oh, that's probably my favorite, but, um, I'd probably the only one I wouldn't go near is like a sour. Um, Maybe I love a good pale ale. Um, I've been drinking Stonewood Pacific Ale lately. They're yep. probably my favourite at the moment. Um, yeah, beautiful. For, for the listeners out there that are looking for some new beers or some new IPAs that are over 18, of course, and of legal drinking age. So yep. you just mentioned Stonewood. 
What's yep. what's two more? What are, what are two more like crafties that you'd, you'd think people have or haven't yep. had before? Yep. Um, I'll, I reckon a few people would have had this one. Uh, it's not an IPA, but the Colonial. I don't know if you know Colonial Brewery. Um, no. They've got a they've got a um, brewery in Margaret River that uh, I've, I've been to, and um, their cans are unreal. They've got. Um, They've got like the old fashioned tops on them, so the full top comes off. Oh, yep. Um, it becomes, you know, like, sort of like you're drinking out of a glass, I guess. But um, anyway, they've got a really good mid strength called the Small Ale that, um, that's really good. Yep. Uh, and then um, probably another one. Uh, tough. I'm, I'd have to go maybe. Uh, maybe like a. Uh, um, uh, I'll go for the Bolter. Just, the Bolter. Just go for Bolter. Yep. Yeah, Mick Fanning Brewery up in um, yep. yeah, just north of north of New South Wales, I think. So yep. yeah, favorite food, favorite cheat meal. Yeah, um, it's going to be pizza. Yep. I think. Um, yeah, just don't don't get to have it a lot anymore. Mm. So um, yeah, I go to town and country. Um, they do a they do a ripping uh, barbecue meatball. Yep. Is and what about you? Uh, made anything. I played a weight-based sport in judo, so we had to look after our weight pretty heavily and you'd have to cut weight and you'd have to eat nothing and all that sort of stuff. I love food. I love good food. I love bad food. Pizza is definitely one of them for sure. Um, My cheat days, when I was competing, my cheat days were almost legendary. I'd I'd have cheat days. So like I would seriously on a Thursday, I'd be sitting there going okay, what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I have? And it would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. And then what you had to do was, and this is a real waste of food, whatever was left over, I couldn't trust myself, so I had to be put in the bin. Yeah. So, all right, so pizza, meatball, barbecue meatball pizza from town and country. That would be the one. Yeah. yeah. Biggest strength. So good, mate. Biggest strength. What's your biggest strength? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Footy, footy wise, yeah, probably tackling. Yeah. Um, probably the obvious one. Um, Personal wise, though. Yeah, Personal. I, I, uh, I don't know, mate. Can't, can't give me the answer. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I'd put down your level headed. I'd put down the appeared, uh, the appeared yeah, right. level headedness that you have. <laughs> yeah. Put you on a good face then. What's your biggest weakness? I don't like using that word. That's for want of a better word. But what what do yeah. you perceive as your biggest weakness? Uh, yep. Um, on field. Um, uh, on field, I just struggle with yeah my decision making on the outside um, sometimes. Whether to come in and um, help impact or whether to you know sort of stay out and um, be that next option. Uh, yep. That's probably in attack and defence. Um, off field, um, weakness. Oh, geez, I should probably be spending more time reviewing my strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> in isolation, I reckon. Yep, uh, might be good activity. Oh, I've got, I've got plenty, mate. Um, yeah, I'm probably, probably a little bit too distant sometimes um, with, with uh, past friends, and um, I'm probably just a little bit enveloped with who's in my life at that time yeah um, you know, I struggle to I struggle to stay in contact with people that I'm not um, you know pre- presently dealing with on a day-to-day basis um, yeah it's 
probably my main main weakness. I'd say that's everyone's, mate. I, I, it's amazing how life just and it is. Everyone gets oh, it gets busier and busier. You hear it consistently with people mm-hmm. saying time is like. I had my eight year old daughter look at me the other day and say, "Geez, Dad, this this year's gone real quick." <laughs> when I was eight, the year was going really slow because it wasn't Christmas by that. Yeah. That was for me. It was just like, you're kidding me, aren't you? So, yeah. no. Nah. Um, so, there's a, there, there used to be a show called um, Inside the Actor's Studio. Don't know if you ever saw it. And it was hosted by a guy by the name of James Lipton. And he adopted a questionnaire that was previously on a, a French talk show. And it's just yeah. a 10 question questionnaire. What is yeah. your favourite word? Ah, uh, jeez, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know, something like explicit, or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know where I pulled that from. But, uh, <laughs> it just sounds alright, I guess. Um, that'll do. <laughs> all right. What is your least yeah. favourite word? Oh, done or something yep. I honestly no? don't know man. all good all good I haven't, th- I haven't thought about it <laughs> I'm not very self-aware am I no you are very self-aware if you haven't thought about it you haven't thought about it there's an old saying you don't know what you don't know and that's the thing for me where this is the thing so many people have interpreted this stuff so differently and that's the beauty about this this is, this is why I love it so much what excites you creatively spiritually or emotionally What's it, what excites me? Uh, probably just having fun, I guess. That's what's that's what excites me. Having yep. a laugh. Um, yeah, creatively, um, emotionally, I guess. Just yeah, having a laugh yep. with, your, with your mates and and whoever you're with. Um, that's probably probably what excites me the most. What turned you off? Yeah, just I, know, I guess the the opposite of that, just upsetting people or yep. letting people down. Um, yeah. What's your favourite curse word? Oh, favourite. Um, <laughs> Straight out of the I'm loving that. I love that. I can just picture your smile right now. Oh, favourite. <laughs> just let me let let me have a look at the list. Yeah. Um, oh, most users would just have to be obviously, um, <laughs> and it's, and all the variations. Yeah. Um, favourite. It's always a good one, like on the field or whatever, to just say someone's <laughs> 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 it's a good yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, um, oh rain. Rain's a massive one for me. I love it when it's raining at home. Cool. Yeah. What, mm. sound, what sound or noise do you hate? Dogs barking. I absolutely hate dogs barking. Um, we, had a, we had a dog that... Um, when we first moved into our house um, about four months ago, we had a next door neighbor's dog who would start barking at four in the morning every every morning, like without fail. Last couple, what profession? And we'll go away from um, the commerce role as well. What profession, yep. other than your own, would you like to attempt? Oh, um, attempt. Do we need to be realistic? Oh no, um, no, no! Dream that. Yeah, well, I'd I'd love to be a professional golfer or or surfer. Um, obviously, I I just reckon the places that they go to and play golf, and obviously, um, the places where they surf as well, and the lifestyle of, um, you know, sort of 
the surfing lifestyles, you don't actually yeah. have to give up a lot of the enjoyment out of, um, you know, having a beer with your mates and, yeah. and all that stuff while still being a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, that's what appeals to me, but <laughs> probably, probably those two, mate. Um, golf, yeah, golfer or surfer. It seems to be something about Geelong too, the golf and the surf within the club. There's yeah. a lot of surfers, there's a lot of golfers. So do you play golf? Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I should add, I'm absolutely no good at both of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a member down at 13, so I've been playing a bit of golf with um, Charlie Tunstall, but yeah, I'm, I'm not much chop, and oh, I haven't surfed for ages. How's Chook go, just out oh, of curiosity? Yeah, Chook's, Chook's unreal. Hey. I think he's, at, yeah, at the moment, I think he's off, I reckon he's off about nine or ten, um, but Wow. Yeah, I, that's definitely just because he doesn't he doesn't hand as many cards in as he should. Yeah. Um. I'm, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him hit close to under that off the stick. Um. At 13th and stuff. And yeah, if he if he played heaps, he'd be real good. I reckon. Who Who'd be the best? Who'd be the best at the club? Um. I, I can only speak for who I've played with. Yeah. Um. I've heard Lockie Henderson's one of the better um golfers at the club, but I haven't played with him. Yep. But yeah, Chook's probably the best. Definitely the best at the club I've played with. Right. Harry Taylor's very handy as well. Yep. Um just um just knows his way around the course, just plays very smartly. Yep. Um and then yeah, there's just a few other battlers. <laughs> <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Um Yeah, probably I mean and I I this is not to say that I would I think that anyone who does it is, um, you know, not a not a, a good good worker or whatever. Yeah. But I just couldn't I couldn't be a cleaner. I, I struggled I struggled um, as it is cleaning my own house and, um, and stuff. So if if I had to be a cleaner, I reckon I'd be shocking. I wouldn't be able to do it, and I wouldn't enjoy it. So. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Come in, the fridge is full. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Last one. What, what What's the quote in your head at the moment that's sort of running through? Any inspirational quotes or a quote that you've seen recently that's sort of, yeah, that's about me at this point in time? Um, yeah, probably not one running through my head, but um, there's a great movie, Into the Wild. I don't know if you've seen it. It's based loosely on um, this guy um, from America who um, just gets sick of the whole corporate lifestyle or he's just finished uni and doesn't want to go into the job that he's, um, you know, worked hard at this degree to get. Um, so he just takes off and goes camping basically up into like Alaska and anyway, le- leaves all his family behind, leaves everything behind, basically becomes a hitchhiker. Um, and then anyway, toward, towards the end of the movie, he sort of gets out into the wilderness and he's, he's in this bus. Um, that he's found and he's living by himself and it's great like he's in he's in the you know he's, he's in the middle of nowhere but he's sort of um, he, he's writing a diary the whole time and he sort of gets to the end and he just um, writes down this quote that um, happiness is only real when it's shared um, and it sort of resonates a fair bit with me because wow. at the moment you know you sort of you buy you buy yourself sometimes or um you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, basically just, um, you know, happiness. You know, you, you're having the most fun when you're with other people and, and you can share time with other people. That's a great um, quote. Yeah, that... anyway, that's just one that I uh, yeah, thought of recently. No, that's awesome, mate. That's awesome. Um, 
I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it, mate. Um, I, I, I thank you so much for your time. I hope, from a just from a personal level, I hope you do survive it. I hope you come out there all good and ready to go. I hope it's not too long before the season starts. I certainly hope I get to see you guys before too long. And obviously, with with all the things that are going to happen in relation to coaching staff and all that sort of stuff, I'm not too sure. But hopefully, um, hopefully I do get to see you very very soon. I can't thank you enough for this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks, baby. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Tom. As you can see, he's a very down-to-earth guy with a fantastic attitude towards the game. How can you not like a guy that would rather tackle than kick? Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be kind and be well. All views and opinions made by all parties appearing on this podcast are purely their own and in no way directly reflect and or represent those of any team, club or organisation they are currently or have previously been associated with, unless otherwise expressly mentioned. Malcolm Banks Tackles and Takedowns, the podcast, is proudly supported by Mizuno, Madison Sport Australia, and Mizuno Martial Arts Australia.